Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's episode is about the Bel Air House in Bel Air, Ohio. The Bel Air House, a five-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath single-family home in 1699 Belmont Street in Bel Air, Ohio, was built in 1904. The original owner of the house, Jacob Hetherington, owned a coal mine that ran directly beneath the property. Legend has it that when Hetherington's daughter, Eliza, died in the dining room, her brother Edwin became obsessed with trying to reach her beyond the grave. Edwin allegedly summoned mediums to the house and may have unlocked multiple portals to the other side, letting spirits in. Bel Air's current owner, Kristen Lee, bought the house in foreclosure sale in 2005 for just $46,000. During her time there, Lee claims to have experienced unseen forces strange voices and footsteps. She fled with her family after the dog was flung against the wall and she was pinned down. At first glance, there is nothing remarkable about the <coughs> ramshackle single-family home at 1699 Belmont Street in the small town of Bel Air, Ohio. But a procession of paranormal investigators who have been flocking to the now-abandoned abode suggests otherwise. Known simply as the Bel Air House, the humble century-old residence was gained notoriety as a hotbed of supernatural activity, complete with frightening apparitions, mysterious deaths, and violent and unexplainable incidents. <clears throat> okay, now we're going to talk about a history of the house, when it was built, why it was built, and so on and so forth. A little bit of history of the family and the previous owners of the house. And the history of the Bel Air house stretches back to 1904 when it was constructed by Jacob Hetherington, who also owned a coal mine that ran directly beneath the property on Belmont Street, like I just said in the opening of this podcast. When the original owner died, he left the land and the five-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath house to his daughter Eliza and son Edwin. But not long after coming into her inheritance, Eliza Hetherington collapsed dead on the dining room floor in the house. Legend has it that her grieving brother became obsessed with the idea of communicating with his dearly departed sister from beyond the grave, and had mediums come from across the country to his home that, for the purpose of according to a seance to summon his loved one. Paranormal researchers believe that it was Edwin Hetherington who, through this experiment with the occult, unwillingly opened nearly a dozen different portals to the other side throughout the house, allowing malevolent spirits to cross over. Research suggests that the plot of the land on which the house sits also conceals Native American burial caves, and it has been intimidated, though not confirmed, that... Prior to the Civil War, the site was part of the Underground Railroad, used by fugitive slaves. For years, the house sat abandoned. Until 2005, Kristen Lee and her family came along and snapped it up in a foreclosure sale for a mere $46,000. Having lost their previous house in Quincy in two floods, they were just looking for somewhere to go. They had been... Sorry, boarding up with some friends in their house, and it was just, they were so tired of doing that to them. 
So one day, Lee said she was home when she heard the sound of footsteps coming from the attic. She assumed it was her boyfriend, Jeff, whom she thought was working upstairs. When sometime later she heard Jeff come through the front door downstairs, Christian was shocked, but figured that the noise she heard from the attic was just the old house settling. A few weeks later, Kristen was napping on the couch when she was awakened by a presence next to her. She opened her eyes to discover a man's grayish figure in a cap. She screamed in terror and demanded to know who he was. The man said nothing in response, got up from the couch, made his way to the foyer, and vanished into thin air. Lee noted that her boyfriend and son were asleep at the time, but the family dog appeared panic-stricken. She also pointed out that it was so cold in the room she could see her breath. Lee says that was her first startling encounter with the supernatural inside the house, which she would later dub a portal to hell. In the following months, Lee and her family would allegedly experience strange voices and footsteps, objects moving on their own, and ghostly figures popping up out of nowhere. It came to the point where Lee sent her youngest son to stay with her parents and her oldest with his father, because she feared for their safety inside the house. Things finally came to a head one evening when Lee says the family dog was hurled against a bedroom wall by an invisible force which at the same time pinned her down, rendering her motionless. After that incident, Lee and her family promptly decided to move and rent out the house. But her tenants did not linger there either. One family that briefly called Bel Air House their home allegedly lost six of eight family members while residing at 1699 Belmont Street. Kristen Lee then tried to offload the house by selling it to the town of Bel Air for a dollar. But there were no takers, as the locals were well aware of its bad reputation. The solution to Lee's predicament came from an unexpected quarter, when she teamed up with 20, a 22-year-old Marine Corps veteran, Jim Johnston, to transform the, the infamous residence into a paranormal tourist destination, complete with its own website and Facebook page. Lee and Johnston have opened the residence to ghost hunters and paranormal sleuths, urging them to visit the property and try to get to the bottom of its many unexplained mysteries. The latest to pay the infamous abode a visit were the co-hosts of TLC's Paranormal Lockdown, who spent 72 hours inside the home. The episode following Groff and Weedman's experiences has already aired. Meanwhile, Kristen Lee has published a new book, chronicalizing her time living in the haunted house titled 1699 Belmont Street, A Portal to Hell. Lee and Johnson are now planning to open a haunted bed and breakfast at the Bel Air house, catering to tourists and catering to tourists. So here's the thing, guys. Is the Bel Air house an actual haunted place or is it just a made up thing by a couple of people trying to make some money? A lot of paranormal investigators have been there, and a lot, and almost every single one of them has said the place is haunted. I myself believe the Bel Air house is very haunted by some very evil and maniacal spirits. You got to think when Edwin's sister died, uh, 
it, it was a tragedy to him. And he just wanted her back. So he tried anything and everything, seances, mediums, to try to reach her, to try to reach his mother. I'm sorry, I just called her his sister. It was his mother. Sorry, guys, I'm not feeling very well. <clears throat> and he tried anything and everything to reach his mother so, so he could have her there again. And you got to think, when you do these seances and you do this witchcraft, and not all witchcraft, like black magic witchcraft, dark witchcraft, you're opening doors to evil things, to demons. And I believe the Bel the Air house is haunted by something very evil, something very demonic. And not just one, I believe there's several in there. A lot of paranormal investigators have said they will never go back to the Bel Air house ever again. They wouldn't do it even if they were paid to do it. So my questions, I got a couple of questions to you guys. First one being, do you believe it's haunted? Second one being, would you go to the Bel Air house? Would you be as brave as Nick Groff? Would you go in for 72 hours? Would you stay for 24 hours? I would go and I would try to stay as long as I could. But if I'm being attacked by many malevolent spirits, then there's just no choice than to go. So you got to think of this family. This poor family lost their home due to two floods. They were staying with friends and they felt like they had wore their welcome out. They didn't want to just crowd their house anymore. So they were trying and trying and trying. She was trying so hard. She was checking out the rental sections. She was checking out the real estate sections for days and days and days and days. And then she found 1699 Belmont Street. And it was a price that was just unbelievable. Too good to be true. And so when she went and looked at the house and they saw how beautiful the house was and how big it was, it could, it could fit her whole family and their dog. And then she found out what the price was. She immediately put in a bid for it. And it was accepted the very next day. So as they're moving into the home, they're starting to get, you know, comfortable with their new home. And things start happening. Voices are heard. Footsteps. Paranormal phenomenon that nobody can explain. So do you leave, just leave it to the fact that, well, it's a new home and it's just settling or it's a new home and I'm just not used to it? Or was it something in there that was brought upon to everyone due to Edwin's grief of trying to contact his mother? Many paranormal enthusiasts say that it is very possible that in somebody's grief of a loved one, that you can grieve so hard that you can manifest something even without doing some type of black magic or seances or bringing mediums in, that the grief is so bad and so terrible that it just creates a force and it is now there. And that is why some poltergeist activities occur. Anger, sadness, depression, anything that's holding you down, that your mind is so wrapped around, creates energies. And these energies can form into any type of entities that it wants to. And especially if there's something evil in the house, if there's a demon, it will latch on to that. And it will latch on to your fears. It will latch on to what you're sad and what you're mad at. And it will just make you believe anything it can to take you. And I believe the Bel Air house is a portal to hell. I believe Edwin's sorrow and all the black magic and seances and rituals he did to try to contact Eliza created this. 
And I think over the years that people being there just started up. This poor family just wanted a home to call home. Little did they know they was walking into hell. And they was forced out. And then they turned it into a paranormal hotspot for paranormal investigators to come and investigate. So she kind of made an apple out out of a molehill. Or made a mountain out of a molehill. I'm sorry, don't know where the apple came from. Um, and she just made do. Her and her partner just made do. Now they're profiting off of it. And in that aspect, if you're profiting off of demonic entities, demonic energies, bad things, then that's just not... I don't think it's wise. But again, they're not evil. So why should it hurt them? So the Bel Air house, I believe, is very haunted. And I would love to go there. Uh, It is not far from me. Uh, I would love to go. And I I would love to do a live show there so you guys can actually see it, hear it, everything that I'm doing. Um, they, they've caught EVPs there of just horrific screaming, growls, get out, you're going to die, I'll kill you. So many bad and horrific things there has happened. And it's just not one, not two, but many investigators have said we will never go back to the Bel Air house. So something so evil, so terrible must reside there that it just scared the ever-loving life out of these people. And you got to think, these are seasoned veterans. Nick Groff, he he has done paranormal investigating for years. Some people have done it their entire lives and have gone to the Bel Air house. These people are not afraid of anything uh, paranormal. And this place has spooked them so bad that they will not go back there. At all. I've been to a couple places like that that I will not go back to. Ashmore Estates is one. I will not go back to that place. It was so bad of an experience that I just, I can't go back. So yes, there is things I can do this to you to keep you from there. But then other investigators say that they're so scared they don't want to go back, but it's like something is just drawing them back to it. Wanting them to come. Wanting to communicate with them. So they're afraid of that aspect. Well, do why do I need to go so bad? It just like envelops them. It's all they think about. It's all they want to do until they get back there. Then they go back there. They investigate. They get the crap scared out of them again. They leave. And the, the process just starts all over again. They want to go back. They can't help it. They can't just figure out why they want to go back. So I leave it up to you to think how you want to think. I think everybody has an open mind, and I do not judge anyone. Um, if you want to, go on ParanormalInkOhio.com. Tell me what you think about the Bel Air House. You can go there to the main page. You can go to the group page, Paranormal Ink Ohio Group. And you can talk about it there. While you guys are there, you can check out the uh, crystals we have that shows what their healing powers are and the things that they can do to relieve things in your life. We also have sage bundles there. <laughs> You can also check out everything on the group page. We talk about everything paranormal. We have just conversations and throw like, you know, pictures here and there on there. But I really want to hear from you guys. I really want to hear from you guys. Go to paranormalinkohio.com. Type in what you think about the Bel Air House. 
Leave it on the on the page. Direct message me on there. Tell me what you think about the Bel Air House. I'll put it in the episodes. I'll, I'll put it on the webpage. You know, I'll give you guys shout outs. I want to know what you guys think. And I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode of the Bel Air House for the Paranormal Eagle Ohio podcast. I hope each and every one of you have a great day, a great evening, whichever one it is for you guys. And I will be there in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you.